Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello. Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All hit radio. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the final hour of tonight's show. You're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and Mutual Broadcast Network. And for all the information on the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to SimulTV, visit www.simultv.com. My guest this hour is Tommy Hawksblood. His website is adventuresintothestrange.com. And... Um, we're going to be talking about UFOs, aliens, and spiritual truth and teachings. And first of all, Tommy, well, uh, great having you with us tonight. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Well, greetings. It's a pleasure. Uh, I've been I pull, I was pulled into this world when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. It's not like I decided to get into UFOs or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I came from uh, New Jersey. I, I grew up there most of my life. But when I was little, my first experience, which opened up my life to a new world, I was six years old, and I was going to have an, uh, my tonsils taken out. And I was with my brother. He had his taken out, but they were doing them again. They loused it up the first time. We were in Jersey City Hospital. And uh, at that time, I was six. He was eight. Mm-hmm. And they put us in cribs. And they have the, the, the bars that pull up on the sides and everything. Yep. So there was three of us in the room, and basically my brother was on the one side of the room next to the window, and there was another boy on the other side of the room, and I was on the opposite side facing both of them. And and I hate to say, I was listening to, uh, we were singing a song from a comedian. I'm not even going to say his name. He doesn't <laughs> deserve it. But it was about having your tonsils taken out. And we're going, tonsils, 
Okay, <laughs> ice cream, we're going to get ice cream. And it was a song he put out. Yep. So we didn't know once you get your tonsils cut out, you don't want ice cream. That's for sure. But I'm in my crib. It's about 1230 at night. And we were all talking. And I see my brother stand up and go to the back of the crib screaming, Tommy. And I'm looking over and go, what's the matter? What's the matter? Tommy, 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 Tommy. So I, I was always the wild one. So I jumped out of the crib, ran over to the window, and this ship, really bright light, was coming right up towards the window. I don't know why. I put my hands on the window and spread them apart and just stared at the ship, and it gets shot back out into space. No reason. No, I didn't know why I did it, mm-hmm. but the ship actually just took off and went back out into space. But it opened my eyes to something outside the norm. From that day on, my life completely changed every which way. Just about every experience you would want to have and you wouldn't want to have, I went through in my life. And I mean, I would go into different things, but I mean, that's how it started. Uh, Obviously, my brother is getting uh, dementia right now. He doesn't remember a thing anymore. I mean, he was my co-witness of it. Mm-hmm. But now he's losing all his memory, which is pretty sad. You go through your whole life and then you lose your memory. I think that's a horrible thing. It is. But uh, after that, from then on, from 6 to 12, I was working with a deity. I didn't know who it was. I'd be taken out of my body at nighttime and, and travel. And something that I learned uh, through all my experiences is not like 90% of the people that go through their experiences. It's not about Earth. Everything in all my all my teachings, all my experiences had nothing to do with planet Earth. It was about the next world and the realms, the realms that go up towards the higher realm to where God dwells. So uh, each one was a learning experience. But the astral plane, where every soul goes when they die, if they leave this realm, uh, I was there for a while. I learned all about it, uh, realized it wasn't where I wanted to be or stay or even wanted to go to when I die. And then I, I I did things that I don't like to talk about it because people don't even know what the silver cord is. They never even heard about it. Well, uh, it, isn't the silver cord the, the cord that connects your 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 body to your spiritual body or when you do astral projection or you do out of body? That's exactly what yeah. it is. Uh, it's some, it could be silver. It could be yeah. gold. You might not even see it, but it is a cord. It's put there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now, when a person leaves their body and they go into a reality, they have no clue. Guess what? It's so easy to get lost. So what it does, it keeps your body from drifting too far away from it. And it, it pulls the soul back into the body. It's truly right? a lifeline. It's a lifeline yeah. to your soul body, to your body mm-hmm. in this reality. But uh, I said with the medicine woman for 26 years. And I used to debate with her a lot. I mean, she totally believes in the silver cord, but I told her what I did, and she said, it's impossible, you die. And uh, I have to explain that, but I did cut my, my silver cord because I didn't want to stay tied to where I was limited to because I was already working with the deity, and the deity was taking me all kinds of places and stuff like that. And I said, I can do this myself now. And I learned. I, everything in my life, I learned myself in school. I won every science fair, but I had to work on the projects by myself. Uh, I didn't have anybody around me. I was from an abusive family and, and the whole thing. 
So I was also the black sheep of the family. Uh, probably the only true native person in the whole family because I don't want to get into it, but uh, my father, my real father uh, was with my mother for three months and then they separated and he, she went with this other person who was my father for the rest of my life. So it was kind of a weird situation. But uh, the abuse and everything I went through, luckily it was for the deity that I met. She took me places and I was learning things, incredible things. By the time, I, I don't make it too long, but by the time I was 14, I was doing hypnosis. And I'm talking 52, 62, 64, 1964. Uh, I was doing group hypnosis. And then a couple years later, uh, I started a covenant by myself without any books or anything. Uh, I became a high priest of my group of people. I was working one of the top mediums in the United States. Uh, she was recognized by the New York Psychic Center as the number one psychic. But we worked together about four or five days a week. Uh, at that time, there was a place in New York City, which still there, Yuma Mansion. It was the first big house built in, in the United States where George Washington set up his headquarters. Uh, it was a very haunted house. Later on, I did ghost busting there and all kinds of things. But uh, in the interim, when I was, I created a covenant, I was learning the 32 psychic abilities. There's 32. I mean, right now, if you go on online, you can pull up 128 and stuff. But they say throwing bones down, spitting. Every, everything you do could be mm -hmm. like a psychic ability. But truthfully, there's 32. And I got most of them down. And I realized how to use each one of them. At that point, I was going through serious problems in, in, in a situation with my family and everything else. And I decided I have to make a choice. Lucifer, not Lucifer, Satan or God. And I challenged both of them. And I went through that battle for months because I split up with my wife. And now I didn't know which direction I wanted to go. And then I realized one thing. Anybody that plays with psychic abilities in this reality can destroy our reality completely. Just for instance, if you're a psychic and you can see into the future, you only have to see two minutes into the future. You could go to any casino and, and take all the money from every casino you go to. And you could do a lot of things. You could stop major accidents or you could allow them to happen. And you could guide the, the world into a better place or you could take them into a really bad place. And that's just one of the psychic abilities. But uh, out of the 32, there's one I wanted to do, which I never learned or could do. And that was levitation. I became a stage magician. I learned about how magicians do levitation. I also uh, started doing native dancing all across the United States for about 30 years. Wow. So I was studying with a medicine woman that time. Uh, I was studying with a Tibetan master at that time. And I was working with a deity. Uh, so all my teachings came from a lot of different places. But uh, everything that I learned on planet Earth is limited to planet Earth. When you learn to leave your body, that's when you can learn about the other worlds and realms of God. And uh, during that time frame, I was in a religion for many years. And it's one of the few religions that teaches you how to leave your body. So during that time frame, uh, I was traveling the Astor Plane, and I realized I didn't want to stay there no more. Mm -hmm. And I started going beyond that. But I met with a deity. The deity came to me when I was young. Didn't know who it was. When I was with this Tibetan master... 
first thing he says to me, do you know who you're working with? I said, what do you mean? Who am I working with what? You're working with a deity. I said, what deity? He goes, you don't know who you're working with? Uh, I said, no, and he told me. It was actually Green Tara, all right? And I mean, it's a, one of the most important names in, in Buddhism in Tibet. Oh, okay, Tommy, we're going to have to take a short break here, so uh, please stand by. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Tommy Hawksblood, and uh, Tommy and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Tommy Hawksblood is our guest this hour. His website is adventuresintothestrange.com. Uh, Tommy, uh, I, I'd like to ask you a question. That... Sure, I'm here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, what is what is your take on COVID? All right. Uh, I have a hard time talking about it because I got blocked. I got taken. I got I lost videos I did taken down because I talked about the virus. Why? It's a government program okay. that was created by our government. Uh, it is a weapon. Uh, I, I got inside information, which I'm not going to talk about, but it was created, basically started to be created in the United States, given to China. Given to and China. then when it was given to China, they made it a full-fledged weapon. But basically, it is part of a system that's going to happen to the planet called UN Agenda 21-30. Uh, that is total destruction of the planet, meaning eliminate the population, one world order, control, complete control of the people, and kind of like robot, robot, robotization. Uh, and where the aliens fit into that, uh, I don't think anybody really knows, but I have my own, own agenda on that because I worked with abductees from the time I was 20 up until recently. Mm -hmm. I do a show with a woman that's been abducted most of her life, and she still is, I do it every Tuesday with her, and she's radioactive. She has all the symptoms of radiation, and uh, she had to get the shots. She works in a zoo, so I, I can't say what's going to happen to her. I assume that I feel the aliens are keeping her alive because 
Nobody can be radioactive on and off. It goes to different parts of our body. I made it by a Geiger counter when we do our show right. to measure it. And it goes up and down. It goes to different parts of our body. It's not possible. I talked to so many scientists. Mm -hmm. My brother's a chemist. And they say, it's impossible. I said, no, we didn't buy a trick Geiger counter. I bought one too. And we both put them on and show what's going on. But it's just something that's a combination with what the aliens are doing right now. So this virus, it's not a virus in the first place. And everything about it is basically a lie. But I will say this. This is what uh, could get me booted off of anywhere. There is a simple, simple cure when you get it. And it's not being put on a ventilator. Because a ventilator puts more water in your lungs and kills you. All right. Okay. The virus, or whatever you want to call it, cannot stand any temperature above 117. Basically 115. I always say 117 to be perfectly safe that you kill the virus, kill it. Meaning, what a sweat lodge, uh, if you know what a sweat lodge is. Yes, I uh, do. Native yeah. people do it, and it's a good place to go if you get it right away. Because you inhale, it'll burn out the virus itself. All right. It can't stand a temperature, no matter what you do. So, and then the other thing is, if you can't get into a sweat lodge, go into a steam room, mm -hmm. and you have to make sure the temperature's above 115. Some of them can't go that high because legally it can't go above, I think, 106 or 108 uh, because people could have a heart attack, stroke, yeah. and different things inside it. But uh, it's a high temperature that would kill it, which they won't release. The, 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 uh, the liquid drink, what was it, uh, quinine? Yes. That even is a, a partial cure for it if you were drinking that as well. And they, they kind of just next that out so nobody knows who uses it. And now there's many other things coming out that actually will help get rid of it real fast. Okay. Um, why is it that you talk about UFOs and aliens? All right. I, I try not to, but I'm constantly seeing UFOs. I'm filming mm -hmm. UFOs all the time. Uh, I got this light ship that blinks at me up in the sky almost every other time I go outside at nighttime. Uh, they're following me. All right. They have been following me for many years. But the most incredible one that I can actually talk about, I was about 20 something and I was driving in my car. And the typical one you would see in the movies, the, the classic circular UFO mm -hmm. with the color lights spinning around it. Yeah. Uh, it followed me for about 15 minutes. I mean, it's not like I wanted to, but uh, the reason why I have to talk about aliens because they're real. I mean, most people still say, well, they're out there, but they're not here. They're not real, but they are, but we'll never see them. But I was 12 years old. I was in my house with my friend, and we heard noises downstairs. So we started going downstairs, and we saw an alien in my house. Well, what did we the alien? What did the alien? What did it look like, Tommy? All right, it was, and I hate to say what it looked like because it's some other famous person says this is what his alien looks like. It looks like a human with a cat's head. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a gray, it wasn't a, a reptilian, it wasn't a Nordic, but uh, it was walking around, and we ran upstairs to get baseball bats and everything. When we came down, it kind of just walked out through the door, right through the door. And then we ran back upstairs, and then we saw the ship take off. So at that point... There was no way anybody could tell me it wasn't real. I mean, we weren't sleeping. My mother asked us all kinds of questions and stuff like that. But uh, now that's the second time. Because when I was in a hospital, that was the first time I right. actually saw a ship. This time I saw an alien, and then I saw the ship take off. 
So then from then on, I started seeing UFOs basically everywhere. And then I started meeting women in general that were abducted and, and, had, and had their children taken away. And I was working on their evidence. And, and these women had actual evidence in the, in the uh, 60s, 70s. And it wasn't a big thing. I mean, Roswell was the only big UFO story. Uh, but these women were taken at nine, eight and a half months pregnant, lose their children. Uh, and then maybe a year later, they were taken on a ship again to see their child. And then they told they weren't ever going to see him again. Uh, and, a, and, a, and two different women that I worked with both had X-ray sonograms done in the hospital, like to see whether it was a boy or a girl. And then the next morning they woke up and they weren't pregnant. Oh, my God. When they went back to the hospital, mm -hmm. the hospital says, no, you're not pregnant. What do you mean? You took the sonograms here yesterday. You said it was a boy or a girl. And it, it's just mind-boggling. Hmm. So just to throw fire. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Around to that, the one I do my show with right now, she's in England. Mm -hmm. And she's been abducted on and off all her life. And I think the aliens, there's ships over her house. She can film a ship almost every night when we're doing a show over the house. But... She had something inside her stomach, and she had to go to the hospital to get it operated on. In England, they film every operation. So they cut this giant mass out of her stomach, and she asked to see the video, and they said, oh, we can't show it to you. Uh, she went to court. She went to grand, grand Court to try to get the copy of the video, and they told her it's too controversial to let you see it. Her own stomach, what they cut out of it. And that's the, that's the end, end thing that happened about what she had. She was abducted with a boyfriend. He cut implants out of her. Uh, I could go on. But she has all the symptoms of radiation poisoning right now. I really worry about her. I mean, she's losing teeth. She's losing her hair. She's losing her fingernails. She's passing out. Her dog just died two weeks ago. And they did test the dog, and it had radiation in its bone. So... I don't know if the dog got abducted with her. She doesn't know that. But she's going to do a public hypnosis session on TV real soon with a company. And she wants to find out a couple of things she doesn't know. She met with Travis Walton, and she knows his story. But her story is much more incredible because it's constant. Hey, let, me ask, let me ask you, talking about Travis Walton, uh, do you believe him? You know, I'm at a point I don't anymore. Neither do I. I did. I'm friends with him. Yeah. I talk to him. He doesn't know what really happened. But the, the stories that came out released rather recently saying he was talking about let's do some real dramatic thing. Yeah. And they talked about it. Yeah. And when you do something like that, it takes the credibility away. Like Billy Myers did the same thing. Mm -hmm. He screwed up his own career by doing yeah. dumb things. In, in fact, we found out that uh, Travis Walton was on a television show where he actually failed the question that was asked to him by Michael Shermer, 
about his, you know, was he really abducted by aliens? And he failed that answer on the on the TV show. Wow. See, yeah. uh, you know, all right, here's something that's happening that's really sad. Um, I was in the UFO world pretty heavy. Yeah. I'm more into the spiritual side, teaching that rather than that. Mm-hmm. But what's happening, they changed the word abductee. All right. Everybody knows what an abductee is, hopefully. Right. It's yeah. a person that gets taken on a ship and mm-hmm. they do things to them and they get put back. Hey, hey, Tommy, can I ask you to hold that thought? Because I don't want to interrupt you and we're running really t- fast into a hard break. So let's okay. pick this up on the other side of the news. Exonation, our special guest of this hour is Tommy Hawksblood. And his website is adventuresinthestrange.com. And Tommy and I will be back on the other side as we continue talking about UFOs, aliens. And uh, we're going to get into spirituality as well because they're all connected. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for the Exxon TV channel exclusively on Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Tommy Hawksblood is our special guest, and his website is adventuresintothestrange.com. Before we went to the break, you had just started to tell us about... um, Oh, my gosh, it slipped my mind. Help me here, Tommy. Well, we were talking about uh, different aspects of abduction, the word abduction. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, the word, go, go ahead, ahead, son. Go ahead. Uh, the word was abduction, yeah. and it was being taken without permission. Mm-hmm. Over the past ten years, the UFO world has completely changed the word, tried to strip it away, and they changed it to experiencer. And basically, ninety percent of the people that call themselves experiencers, it's because they have a good experience. Meaning the alien says, hey, you want to go on a trip? They come in their room and they take them somewhere and they take them, show them nice things, and then they bring them back. Uh, But here's a problem with that. They're being abducted, whether they want to admit it or not. Second of all, they're being programmed. And that program actually uh, creates the idea of what they think they're going to have or experience. I'm not going to say all the names that are out there mainstream, talking about mm-hmm. the experiences they have, the visions that they saw, the aliens showed them visions. 
Yes, they can show you whatever they want to show you. They can program you to believe whatever you want. Originally, years ago, when Truman okayed, that, when that actually went down, uh, people weren't allowed to remember what happened, and most people did not. Somewhere people started breaking down and breaking in and being aware of what actually happened. So when that happened, they had to rearrange it and give them false ideas instead of being remembering what really happened. Uh, when these people go, well, we were taken to a beautiful city and we were going here, we're going there. And you know what's really sad? There's not one shred of actual evidence anywhere. And, and here's something real fast that nobody knows. John Lennon was actually abducted on a ship. Wow. He was given something by an alien. Uh, my, my brother's drummer was really good friends with John Lennon. Uh, he gave that artifact to Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller still has it. He won't release it. He won't let anybody analyze it or touch it. Uh, but John Lennon's the only person I know in the whole UFO world that was actually given something by an alien. So uh, when we talk about proof, that kind of proof, there is none. John Ford is in a nut house on Long Island. He shot the best video of a ship crashing out there. All right. And they said he was crazy and they got him in a nut house saying he was going to kill Congress. So the whole story is mind boggling. One second. Sure. I'm doing a show. <laughs> Exonation. Our guest is Tommy Hawksblood, and his website is adventuresintothestrange.com. And Tommy is in the beautiful state of Hawaii. All right, yes. you back with us? There you go, Tommy. All right. The, the, the thing is, what's happening is, I'm going to say a name, Stephen Greer, one of the biggest names in the UFO world, Yep. talking about disclosure. Well, I hate to say, disclosure happened 50 years ago. In Roswell. Right? Now, the aspect of him coming out saying, mm-hmm. all aliens are good, that we should be talking to them, and he's doing workshops teaching people how to talk to aliens. And he just said this recently, if we get in contact with them, we can eliminate the government because we won't need them. Uh, so I, I look at it this way. No alien race has ever helped the human race since the beginning of time. Right. I This is something I got to say because it'll help you understand where I'm coming from. I became aware of one of my lifetimes back to Atlantis, including my lifetime when Jesus was alive. So, yes, Jesus even spoke about aliens. And sure, that's not in the Bible. So all these things that went down, going back, the Anunnaki stories, most of them are, con- what would what word I use, split stories. They're half-truth and half-lies. The Anunnaki did not create the human race. They did reprogram us to be killers and murderers and, and eat animals and all those kind of things. In Atlantis, you could probably call it the time of Adam and Eve because it was a time of bliss. Uh, we didn't kill. We didn't eat animals. Uh, you couldn't lie because we all te- te- tele- we had telepathy mm-hmm. and we, we could read minds. We didn't talk much. It was an incredible time until two three races came down and destroyed Atlantis. But at that time frame, there were nine races that came to this planet. And the Anunnaki story is a, a complete lie, but... We were brought here. Every race was brought here. We didn't get grown or cloned or, or uh, ev- ev- evolution through uh, dinosaurs to humans. No, or cavemen or monkey. No, 
there were nine races here, nine different colored beings. Five of the colored races left. Four stayed. Now, the five that left, one of the blue race, the green race, purple race, the clear race, each one of them became a god, a little god is the word I use, a deity, but it's a higher deity because deities aren't the gods of a realm, usually. All right. So when that happened, uh, people were following that, and that's when Hinduism started, and that was the first religion on the planet. And they were working with Shiva, Durga, Kali, and all those deities. But in the interim, somewhere, I, I can't get into it, but they, it changed, and then aliens started taking over. The Egyptians, the Mayans, they were working with aliens. They weren't working with gods or little gods. So the teachings they have were all wrong. So when people try to figure out what the pyramids are, what the hydroglyphics say, mm -hmm. they're all wrong. The hydroglyphics show alien ships. They show this, that. But they also show the wrong idea of reincarnation. What they did to bodies was all evil and wrong. The way they tried to immortalize the body so that when they come back, they can go into this body. Everything they did was completely against the way it, it's actually going to happen or it should happen. So aliens were playing with them. So... While all these races came and went, there was very little truth about a real God, which is what I'm into right now, and I'm teaching about it. I'm doing a workshop next week, this week, uh, and trying to get people to understand the difference between the idea of God and what God really is. And most people have no clue. Tommy, right? you, you, Tommy you said that you were from uh, Atlantis in a previous life. Where is Atlantis? Is it where Edgar Cayce said it was, uh, off, the, See, off the east coast of, of the United States? The United States wasn't the United States. It was one, one ball of land. Oh, okay. And it slowly split apart, uh, and they became continents, each mm -hmm. one. I mean, we were all connected. If you put them together, you see they all fit. Yeah. So when it started shifting... That's when they destroyed Atlantis. So it would be the Atlantic Ocean, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can go into that story, but there's just so many other things that, are, sure. to me, are much more important, like right now, yeah. what's happening, what the government's doing, what they're allowing to happen, what people like Stephen Greer's creating, creating this false idea that aliens are good. Uh, and the simplest thing is that through one thing they ever did in any time in history— that was beneficial for the human race, uh, and, and and mainly the present. And I, I will tell you this: there's bases all around the planet, and it's the Greys usually. Reptilians cannot stay on this planet too long, but they're going to make the planet radioactive so they can stay here, and that's what's happening right now. So, how many and different how many different they, races of aliens are there on this planet right now? Well, there's only about. See, now, if you listen to all the people out there, there's oh, 27. Now, all the people in the UFO world, including the cool people that I knew, talked about 27 races. Guess what? Mr. Putin himself said they're working with 27 alien races. Hmm. Two of them want to destroy the planet. Obviously, it's the reptilians and the greys. Well, the greys are dying, and that's why their whole thing about abduction is. But reptilians have sex and, and eat us as well. So there's a, a totally combination of sick things that they do but the, the supposedly the good aliens don't have power over the bad aliens it's like the native people versus the cavalry they came up with machine guns and they had bows and bow and arrows who's right. gonna win exactly so when people say the good aliens oh please you know they talk about when what was it four nuclear uh, 
submarines and stuff was shut down mm-hmm. and a base was shut down for a half hour. They're showing they could do that, but it's not showing that they're being friendly to us or they want to help us in any way. They don't want us to destroy the planet. Uh, the other thing is the Pleiadians, the word, is us from the future. Hmm. Didn't know that. So, uh, and most people don't know that. I don't even think Billy Myers knew that as well. But uh, they're trying to stop us from destroying the present. If we destroy the present, we destroy reality. What's your take on Billy Myers? Billy Myers, you know, I didn't know him personally, but I had a, I had a big discussion with uh, his co-speaker for the, in the United States. Michael Horn. Yeah, I had him on my show, mm-hmm. and I put him down, and he just walked off the show, which I didn't care. I said, look, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to your lies. Uh, but here's the thing. Billy Myers might have saw some ships. Yeah. He was given a prophecy, which was real. All right, we've he got to take given- our final break, my friend. I'm sorry I had to do this to you, but these are hard stops. You know how it is being in the nope. business yourself. Anyway, Exonation, our special guest this hour is Tommy Hawksblood. And if you'd like to find out more about Tommy, visit his website at www.adventuresintothestrange.com. We're going to be wrapping up this hour on the other side of the short break, so don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Tommy Hawksblood is our special guest uh, this hour here on the Exxon. And if you'd like to find out more about Tommy, visit his website, adventuresintothestrange.com. First of all, Tom, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And um, we were talking about Billy Meyer before we went to the break. All right. He, his stuff was kind of useless. It wasn't mm-hmm. beneficial in any way. All right. I mean, his ships were going around circles, around trees, just swinging around trees and stuff. Right. Uh, nothing dramatic. He was given 100 prophecies, which like 89 of them came true. In 1950, he sent them to every country. And he tried to make the world see his prophecy. I'm sure that the alien race did give him that prophecy, the same as they gave the Mayans the Mayan calendar. So they do give us warnings and they give us some kind of teachings or, or truth here and there. But... Uh, he, he fizzled out when he made his own little spaceship and took pictures of it and everything else. Uh, Shirley MacLaine wanted to buy him out. and it, it became a commercialized thing. 
they brought him to New York, they brought him to California, my friend did, and they were trying to keep him there, but he didn't want to stay there. But he, he kind of lost it when he recreated his own scenario of what was happening. Uh, he did say he found the book of the town of Jamad, which was the book of Judas. He said he went in a cave, found his book, had it translated by these family, and they were all killed. He only had half of the book translated. Basically, it's saying Jesus was an alien. Uh, six months later, they actually found the manuscripts of Judas. It was in pieces. It took a year to put it back together. Uh, and then the manuscript of Judas's manuscripts came out. So I totally deny, I, when I read it, I knew it was all twisted information because I was there. Right. Uh, but what I do want to say before, before, I, before the show ends is my experience comes from direct experience. All mine, not stories, not people's stories. I had, all right, five death experiences. I studied out of my body for 45 years. I was a foot away from a Bigfoot as well. All right. Uh, my teachings come from people that I study with, people that I work with as far as abductees and stuff. There is no good experiences ever that I heard. When I, I came up with uh, past life regression when I was 22, uh, and that was the first, I was really the first person doing it, but I was doing it in Jersey with just the people that I knew. Mm -hmm. And then I did psychic implant removals then as well. I kind of pulled away from all that because most people have missing time. If you can't work with them and if they don't let you hypnotize them, they'll never figure out what that missing time was. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things happening that keep people from being aware. And then we have the virus now putting everybody in a stale state, not being able to do anything while the new world order takes place and takes over the planet. Uh, aliens are in the back of it somewhere. I'm not saying I know that part because I don't work with aliens. Uh, I do uh, exorcisms. I do everything under the sun, but I don't work with aliens. I know they were trying to communicate with me. Mm -hmm. I'm protected, I, and I can go into that as well. I'm protected from being abducted and all those kind of things. I mean... Uh, most people can't say that or even have an awareness of that. And they don't have an awareness of their life and what the reasons for them being here. I mean, it's a sad program. So I'm doing a workshop. I decided to start it this week. It's going to be maybe a six to 10 day workshop. I was going to charge money and I decided no. If anybody wants to donate money, they can. But the workshop's going to be about birth, life, love, death, death of the body, reincarnation, out of the body, uh, soul travel ghosts, spirits, demons, angels, and God. I'm going to get into every aspect in detail, what people really should know, what Jesus was, what he, what he actually did, and things like that. Because, you know, people live in this la-la land. Yeah, that's true. Look at the world. Look at the world right now. It's sad. It's in a sad condition. Tommy, I, I, I read something somewhere that um, there are demons or entities in the UFO world, yet nobody talks about them. Uh, you know, I, I, I try, to, try to say that because, you know, between religion, everybody hates religion now. They're all going into being, I'm one with the universe. But uh, religious people say all aliens are demons. But there is a difference, uh, such a major difference. I mean, there's aliens that travel in a ship. Mm -hmm. Demons don't. Uh, there's entities that travel without a ship. And they're not aliens, all right? Uh, they're, it's a dimensional entity is what I would call them. And they're just as bad. 
So when a UFO person gets abducted in their dream state, it could be anything coming into that dream that's given that awareness. When I was doing exorcisms, people could believe anything. I mean, most people believe Satan's like the best person to work with. Not that he says he's Satan. Any entity, when I was in hypnosis, I could tell you things that hypnosis cannot tell you. But basically, when you hypnotize a person, you hypnotize everything around that person, including the person that's doing the hypnotism. So, and any one of them could speak to the person that you hypnotize. So you're not going to get a direct story from the person that's being hypnotized unless you know what you're doing. And these people have no clue. Because when demons step in, they're not afraid of the word Jesus. They're not afraid of the word God. Not in a physical form, when I mean when they're in a physical reality. So in the inner worlds, it's so different. If your understanding of God is strong and real, you are protected from anything in the inner worlds. And that's called, it's called the ball of light, and you're surrounded by it, which I have. I had a Tibetan teacher trying to break it, everything else. So the, the world that's there, that the truth is in, is so far from mainstream, and nobody has the awareness to go and bring it all out. I'm lucky in one way. I mean, I wanted a family. I wanted to have children. I wanted a normal life, and I didn't have it. I couldn't get it. Uh, so I ended up walking my path, getting to where I needed to be, but it wouldn't have happened if I had a family. I would have just been a family person, hmm. like everybody else's, thinking it's so important. With, but it's not. With all your knowledge of, uh, you know, aliens and UFOs, do you have any idea what aliens eat? Humans. Really? Really. They really do. I was talking to somebody years ago, and they were talking to me about the alien base beneath, uh, what is it, uh... It's in Los Angeles. Um, uh, the Getty. Getty Museum. Okay. And uh, they were telling me that there was an alien base under the... Um, what's it called? It's not called the Getty Museum, is it? Oh, I don't... And, I'm and, there with names. Okay. Anyway, uh, and what they do, a lot of the missing children... Now, this is according to the guest... Uh, a lot of the children, uh, missing children are actually being brought to different alien bases and turned into slurry and being fed to the aliens. Well, see, that's all right. Now, I don't know how far he could prove that story, but the most important story out there is Phil Snyder's story. And when they went into that base, there was 140,000 skeletons. Oh Guess God. what? They were eating them all the time. Uh, so there's truth in some of the real stories that are there that yeah. are being stripped out, turn around, make them say he committed suicide, he was crazy and all that. Uh, when it comes to the truth, like John Ford in Long Island right now uh, shot the best video of a ship crash, the truth's there, and you got to dig through it. But the government's doing everything they can. I was friends with somebody in MJ-12. It's a real group of people running the, running the whole United States government, whether they want to admit that or not. The one I was friends with was killed or died, however you want to word it. Uh, and he was supposed to give me something right before he was killed. But uh, I made friends. I had 14 friends, top speakers in the UFO world. Ten of them were killed. Four of them went missing. Uh, three of them went missing. Two of them were put in jail. One was put in, uh, in the nut house, John Ford. Hmm. So uh, Sean David Martin just got out of jail. He was the one that discovered Area 51, people. Nobody else can tell that story because he did it. He brought people up there in a van and they filmed the mother ship and watched it come in every second Thursday. 
And then they, when they snagged him up there, they bought all that land and made it the secret base that it is now. But they didn't know anybody knew that they were there or what was happening. So there's, there's a lot of truth in a lot of things that aren't publicized. And Sean was almost killed. He's dying of cancer. Uh, they tried killing him in jail so many times. He was. They put him in jail with 150 reasons why he was in jail, which were all fake, all fabricated. Not one witness, not one actual shred of proof to prove against it. And since he was a sovereign citizen, he couldn't even testify in court. My gosh. The, the story is super horrible. He's out right now. He's fighting death. I mean, he's... Uh, was he, he he did Kerry Cassidy's show mm-hmm. a couple months ago, the day after they arrested him and put him back in jail. Uh, the government said he's dying and they can't take care of him, and that's why they put him out. They let him go. Wow. Uh, hey, hey, it's a I, story. I hate to do this, my friend, but you and I have run out of time for tonight. But listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, you've got an open invitation to come back, my friend. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank hey, you so much. Hey, Tommy, keep up the good work, pal. Okay, you too. God bless, buddy. Exo Nation, our guest this hour has been Tommy Hawksblood. His website is www.adventuresintothestrange.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. To all my producers and uh, the members of the Exxon production team, thank you so much for all your help, your hard work, and dedication. And a special thank you to my senior executive producer, my best friend, my wife, Laura Rogers. So until tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Come on, so finish your